95.5 FM, AM 1080, KYMN, Northfield. Joining us now at our studios is the uh, superintendent of schools in Northfield, uh, Dr. Matt Hillman. Matt, thank you so much for coming in today. Good morning, Jeff. It's a busy morning here at KYMN. Usually I'm the only one here. <laughs> we had a house full. That's today. great. Well, it's due days. Yeah, that's on. awesome. It's first time since uh, really 2019 that they've had a full-blown celebration. So I, I really hope people take advantage of those community cell. You know, so, so many, if not all, very mm-hmm. you know, many Minnesota communities have these wonderful celebrations, and there's just so much fun to be had. So I really hope that people get out and support. You know, those uh, those community celebrations like due days, and of course. Uh, I, I think defeat of Jesse James days is going to be an all-time high this year. I'm, I'm, I'm anticipating this fall. I would imagine so. Hey, let's talk uh, uh, school stuff. Absolutely. Uh, we have uh, a couple of months ago we reported, and uh, the school reported, that uh, uh, Joel Lear will be leaving the high school. He has accepted uh, another position at, I believe, is Minnesota State to Mankato. Is that is that correct. correct. Yeah, yeah. Dr., Dr. Lear, who is... Uh, capably and uh, led the high school with great vision for the last 16 years, Um, finished his doctorate uh, in the last couple of years and had an opportunity to join the faculty at Minnesota State University Mankato preparing new school administrators. And so Joel will be, uh, you know, going to Mankato beginning uh, in August. And we're so excited for him to take this next step in his career. And I know the entire community joins me in thanking Joel for his steadfast leadership, you know, for 16 years. To, to be a high school principal for 16 years in Minnesota is really um, just it's it's not a usual thing for people to be in a position that long. The high school principalship's a challenging job on a day-to-day basis, and Joel has led it so capably over the years, and I know the entire community will c- help me congratulate him, and uh, we will miss him as he moves forward. Yeah, boy, 16 years. Yeah, I didn't really time yeah. just flies. It does, absolutely. Wow. So you uh, that put you in uh, the market for a new high school principal. There is a search that has been done and has been completed, and the hiring process, I understand, is now done. We, is we, it official? Do we have a new uh, principal? Yesterday, we announced that uh, we're very excited to uh, welcome Mr. Shane Beyer uh, to our team as the next Northfield High School principal. Uh, in true, he'll, he'll begin on July 1st, and in a true Northfield fashion, we had uh, f- over 40 students, staff, parents, and community members who were involved in the selection process. Uh, so it starts with posting the position and uh, making sure that we can uh, have a deep pool of candidates and then uh, an interview process, and then with the interview process, we had uh, the candidates meet with three different teams, a team solely of parents and community members, a team of staff uh, from the high school, and then a team of high school students. And then after that, we do a number of other uh, you know, reference checks and things like that, and then we bring them back in for uh, you know, a tour and, um, and also a chance to meet with me again. And so it's a, it's a rigorous process. And uh, Shane uh, is a great candidate who we are so excited to welcome uh, to Northfield High School. Shane has a lot of experience as a principal at all levels. And so uh, his high school principal experience was at Mankato East High School, another Big Nine conference uh, team. Um, He also had served uh, as a middle school uh, principal in uh, his home state of of South Dakota and Spearfish. And then he also had some really good experience uh, at at, uh, Mountain Home junior high school uh, in Idaho. My understanding is that that is a community where there's an Air Force base. And most recently, he's been the elementary principal at Washington Elementary in Mankato. So he brings a tremendous amount of experience to the table. Um, he's got bachelor's and master's degrees from South Dakota State. His education specialist degree is from Minnesota State Mankato. 
And I think one of the most exciting things is, you know, Shane is uh, so committed to the student experience and making sure that every student feels valued and welcomed, uh, making sure that the programming that we have meets the needs of our students, both now and where, where they want to be. Um, he is focused on equity and academic excellence. And just in our, our research about his work in Mankato, uh, just exceptional professional recommendations. So we are really thrilled to have such a highly regarded school leader join our team. At what point does he start? Has he He'll uh, start, begin on yeah. July 1, yeah. So mm-hmm. we've got a fairly quick turnaround. Uh, he'll be on campus today doing some of that kind of pre-employment kinds of stuff, and we're excited to have him as part of our team. We, I look forward to the community getting to know Shane, just a steadfast, visionary leader who's going to do great things for kids, the staff, and the community. Wonderful. We'd like to uh, meet him and maybe have him on. Maybe yeah, bring I think him in uh, we talk with Rich. I think we'll have him on in a couple of weeks here. All right. Sounds good. Uh, Superintendent Hillman is with us from the Northfield School District. Let's talk about uh, it's summertime. You, know, yes. you hit the ground running after graduation. Then you have the last day of school. And that last day of school uh, means uh, tomorrow is the first day of getting stuff, <laughs> summer stuff done that needs to be prepped up for the uh, next school year. Uh, tell us about some of the projects you have going on this summer. Yeah, I think, Jeff, people think, oh, school's out and that everything shuts down and nothing actually could be further from the truth. We do rotate each summer uh, which buildings hold our summer programs, but we began summer school right away on June 13th, and so uh, we already have students back on campus. Uh, we have some great summer programming that's coming up, uh, the Summer Blast program. Uh, if you, I really encourage people to check out the Northfield Public Schools Community Education website. There is so many cool things that kids and families can do together this summer. And, of course, as I look out the window here, I see our beautiful Carnegie Library. I encourage families to check out all of the offerings that the library have. Has summer's a time for a it's a different cadence, um, but at the same time, learning can still happen in lots of different ways. And so, as you said, uh, we also have this kind of short window to get a lot of stuff done. So we don't have the same kinds of big projects that we've had over the past years. But uh, the most noticeable one to folks, of course, if you're uh, going on Division Street uh, and you're looking at the middle school, you see a lot of roofing material. Yes. Uh, The quote-unquote new middle school, which is just about 20 years old, uh, has a new roof going on this summer. And so that's a major project. It actually did start uh, a bit before the end of the school year. And then they are in full force right now uh, getting that roof done. It's scheduled to be done in early August. I think the other uh, item that people would really want to know about is uh, we're doing a a remodeling of the high school office. And so we've had a secure entrance there for some time, but it was more of a transaction window. So you came in this secure entryway, you went to a transaction window, and then we're buzzed into the school building. Now what will happen is you will actually enter the office. Um, We are updating the entire office. Uh, One of the biggest shortcomings of the high school had been the nurse's office. And so obviously we've learned about what role uh, schools can play in supporting students' health. So we're going to bring that high school nurse's office up to the same um, level that we have in our other buildings. Um, We're going to be just redoing uh, the offices and um, reformatting where our administrative assistants work. There's going to be some some operational efficiencies with that. So, for example... We did have to have a greeter at that window. Um, By doing this capital project, we will no longer have to have that position. So that's uh, a positive thing for our operating budget, and we look forward to that. It's a a modest remodeling, um, but it's going to be something that's going to be much more welcoming as people enter the high school and and more up-to-date. Superintendent Hillman is with us. Those are the major projects. I would imagine uh, there's probably little projects going on pretty much everywhere yeah there's there's all sorts of things that happen in every building in the summer and you know i just really want to compliment cole nelson uh, and our custodial team 
Uh, our custodial team, you know, really works hard to make sure that uh, we strip the building down. We do the annual cleaning. We make sure that the place is uh, well maintained and taken care of. We take care of the buildings that we've been entrusted with. And so all of that cleaning, deep cleaning is happening this summer so that we are ready for kids to come back in uh, early September, families in late August and kids in early September. Let's move on. I want to talk to, uh, about the uh, high school uh, facilities study that you had done. We kind of touched on that a little bit. You have uh, the results back. Uh, what can you tell us about the facilities and, and what needs to be done? And I guess somewhat of a timeline on how, uh, uh, how it needs to be done. Sure. So uh, we did convene a task force uh, to take a look at the Northfield High School facility. We uh, had over, well, it looks like more than about 40 people who were participating in that, and that included uh, teachers, it included students, it com- included parents of both high school students and students who are in our middle school or elementary schools uh, because those families will be accessing the high school in the coming years. It included community members without children in the school. So a really great cross-section uh, of the community came together And I had given this group a parameter specifically around renovation and or addition to the existing building. We can have an architect calculate what a new building for the number of students that we uh, have or anticipate to have would cost. We know here in Northfield the size building that we would need would be around 118 to 120 million dollars. The architects have a way of calculating that per square foot. So we know what that cost is. And we know that... uh, we wanted to make sure that we looked at what were the most important things that we could do to the existing building to both make sure that we are taking care of the facility, that the infrastructure is modernized and and up to the latest standards, uh, as well as making sure that it is appealing uh, for students. And when I say appealing for students, I'm not trying to do something that's, you know, superficial. We're talking about that a learning environment is an important place for us to ensure has things like natural light, uh, making sure that it's comfortable spaces to learn that students feel welcome, they support, they feel supported, and they feel safe. So what would it take with both that kind of infrastructure piece and then educational adequacy is what we call it uh, to bring the existing building you know, up to what I think most people would expect? Four meetings, a couple of hours each. Uh, they had some really interesting activities. So uh, the architects gave them these large maps of the school and said, fix it. What would you want to do, right? And so uh, people could actually cross out. We should demolish this part of the building or this part of the building is good, but we need to add this or uh, uh, replace these components. Um, they could add sticky notes. And then we asked them to prioritize, you know, of those things, what would be the most important? So that led to basically five levels of prioritization that range from things that people would never see, Jeff. Things like, you know, some of the HVAC system updates, Uh, You know, things like windows, people would see those, but maybe wouldn't necessarily notice them. Things like some insulation in the oldest part of the building, um, the H-Wing, where it's just really a brick wall. And anybody who's ever attended a a class in the H-Wing in January knows what I'm talking about, because uh, it's it's a not a very well insulated part of the building. So those kinds of infrastructure things were things that were looked at um, and making sure that, okay, what are all the things? The good news is there's a lot of parts of that building that have things that the structure and the bones of the building are solid because we've taken care of the facility. So the electrical service is in good order. So there's, there are some really positive things that the district has done to take care of that over the years. But when we get to the educational adequacy part, uh, you do have a building that um, let's just say you get your steps in Jeff, you've toured (laughs) the building. Um, We also know it is a 1960s building. So there's parts of the building 
that look like the 1960s and haven't really been updated. You've been in the tunnels. Sure. You've seen those yourself, mm-hmm. Jeff. And uh, and so thinking about how would you be able to remodel or renovate that facility to be able to do those, bring those kinds of features that are expected in a modern learning environment into this building that is based in the 1960s, but then you know also has uh, additions from the 80s and 90s as well. And that you know would include things like again um, lighting. It would include the potential of looking at taking uh, you know a classroom and uh, at strategic points and removing that classroom and making it into more of a learning commons area, like we have at the New Greenville Park Elementary in each of the wings, or at the middle school uh, in each of the wings outside of classrooms, a place where students can come together and work collaboratively. There are some other things that would need to be updated, like for example the auditorium. Uh, there's a lot of discussion about the auditorium. And the recommendation from the task force, it would keep the auditorium as is, but would need to do a a bunch of updating within the auditorium, like the rigging and the seating and things. Again, that's probably around 35 years old. So just some general updates that you would need to do that our regular capital budget probably couldn't handle on a year to year basis. Then we get to the places where we do have some space deficits. We don't have space deficits in every area. There's two areas where we really do have some space deficit. One would be our music uh, areas. So uh, we have, as you know, world-class music programs, Jeff. The station has broadcast them, and they're fantastic. We have two very antiquated spaces for three very successful programs in terms of their practice space. And then I think any coach in this community of youth athletics and high school athletics knows that we are short on athletic space compared to our peers. And so the concept of some kind of addition to the building that would include athletic space, uh, specifically kind of court sports space, um, was something that was discussed uh, substantially because um, that's an area that is really needed. Also looking at, you know, the grounds and the fields and um, are are we getting the best uh, out of that green, those green spaces? Things like parking and making the facility, the entire campus more walkable and bikeable. Uh, if you look at a bird's eye view of the high school, Jeff, um, there's not a great way to be a pedestrian to walk all the way through that or to bike. Uh, and so some of those kinds of things are things that, were being considered and all told we gave them a target um, ranging between 40 and 70 million dollars and what the report says if you did everything you know that was ideated you'd be in that 87 million dollar range so that's that's not what the total would be it's just that if you did everything that the committee said these would be good things for us to look at that would be what the total would be based on their calculations at what point will you have an action plan to actually have these all prioritized and in motion so, Jeff, I think the next question will be that the, the board did have a work session on this. They accepted the report. Uh, we are looking at the potential of an additional work session and then for sure discussion at July 11th. Now, remember, we're putting together a plan and the plan will, will include, you know, what would be the point where we might want to come to the community to get their uh, approval for some uh, either additions and um, renovations of the high school or something different. So that will be the discussion this summer. I would say over the next uh, you know four to six weeks, Jeff, we're going to have some real intense discussion around that. So by uh, the beginning of the school year, <clears throat> pardon me, you'll have probably yes, something in for place. Sure. Well, well, I okay. would say by early August, we'll have a direction. All right. Uh, Superintendent Hillman is with us. Uh, anything else you'd like to pass along? No, I just want to, again, continue to thank this community. Um, You know, what I can tell you is when we have a a position like the high school principalship open, um, we learn a lot about what people think about our community. And, you know, we had a number of great candidates who were interested in the position because it was in Northfield. These were people who are not looking for something else. Uh, They were pleased in their current role. But 
the Northfield High School principalship does not come up very often. And I think that when you have high-quality people wanting to come and join uh, your team in a community, I think that speaks well of the community. And so I just thank all of our listeners for being such great supporters of education and um, making sure that you provide us feedback, both uh, positive and critical, that helps make us better every day. So we just so appreciate getting to work and live here and uh, thanks to the community for their ongoing support of Northfield Public Schools. All right. Superintendent Hillman, thank you so much for coming in today. Appreciate it. Have a uh, good summer. I'm sure we'll be talking to you more often this summer or more this summer. Uh, that's going to do it for us right now. We're going to take a break, come back. Uh, news and a side of sports. Tim on the way. MNN is next. Hello, I'm Marty Benson with Community Resource Bank. I'm here to tell you that whether you're looking for money management tools, planning to purchase your first home, or building your savings for retirement, Community Resource Bank is the bank for you. We promise to provide personal banking that is actually personal. That's what makes us so special. So stop in, sit a while, the coffee pot is always on. Community Resource Bank with offices in Northfield, Cannon Falls, and Roseville. Let's bank together. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Minnesota News Network. Good morning, I'm Brent Palm. The Minnesota Supreme Court is ruling that Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry must 